Hi, welcome to the Raygun Podcast. You're with Ali and Tan, and we have a very special guest with us today. His name is Glenn Mackey. And Glenn, can you tell us a little about little bit about where you're from? Um, yeah, uh, I'm from the Torres Strait. Uh, it's up in the Cape York area, tip of Queensland. Um, I'm off Torres Strait and Aboriginal. Um, yeah, if you see it on a map, you can't see the islands because they're really small. Because where I'm from, we only have like 400 people. Awesome. That's yeah. amazing, yeah. And uh, a little store. <laughs> and close at five. So when it close at five, you can't buy anything. Yeah. So you have to wait till the next day. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, it's like 129 islands are in the Torres Strait. Uh, most of them are with no people on it, like sand, sandbars. Um, used to be people on the other island, but they moved because of water. Because um, especially in the central island, we don't have um, wells or, or um, a good area to keep the water. So they moved to the bigger islands. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I've been very, this is Ali, I've been very lucky to meet Glenn this, and we've been talking for a little while because yeah. you're here at the University of Southern Queensland being yeah. an artist in residence. Yeah. And, um, well, the way that I got to know Glenn was he is um, an amazing printmaker. But you also do, you also work in other materials? Yeah. Um, printmaking, um um, lino printing, painting, ceramics. I always try different media. Um, never stop learning different techniques and yeah. And have you always always made art? Oh yeah, from I can remember when I was in grade three. Um, my first drawing was uh, Mickey Mouse. Ah. So I started copying it. I had traced it then like copy it but I grew up watching my uncles uh, my mom's younger brother he was an artist but he he was like old school only used a lead pencil even today he's I'm trying to teach him to mix colors and but he stick to the you know just pencil mm -hmm. uh, my other uncle my mom's other cousin he's a painter so I learned um, how to use the paintbrush and mix colors. Uh, my two older sisters, um, Donna, I'm after Donna. She, she's in, um, she, her passion was um, pottery. And my other, my older sister, Lisa, um, she was in craft making. And she used to do a lot of anything she finds, she'll put it together and make her like a cup or anything. Um, my mom, she, um, so, um, make clothes like island dress and like, even today the ladies will come and pay her to make island dress and, um, like growing up, she always make us clothes because we didn't have shops on the island with, to buy clothes. So my mom used to make clothes for us. Yeah. So we, I've come from a very, um, arty, they say it, fam family. Um, not on, like I was always around, you know, art and storytelling, 
from my grandparents, um, from my father's side and my mother's side. Or when I mean by my father's side, my stepfather, um, he grew me up on Yam Island. Um, my mom's from York Island, from the Central Island group. Um, our language name for the whole central group is, um, is uh, because our people were known for hunting, headhunters. So, um, headhunters. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was for, for growing up in the islands. We we it was natural to see skulls. Um, um, the stories were taught um, and um, there's certain areas that were women were not allowed to go up, especially up in the hills, there's a lot of caves with, lo uh, with skulls, like lots of skulls. And um, my people were headhunters, like they use head as a, um, like trading with the, the Australian um, area or, PNG, uh, it was like currency. The more heads you had, you could um, trade it for canoe or for wives. What did they do with them? What did uh, they do with the wives? <laughs> the skulls. It, I don't know. For, for some reason, it, 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 there's a particular head. Like it's not you. They won't kill anyone. They, there's a particular shape of that head. It's valuable. Wow. Yeah. Um, because when I first seen Predator, the movie, it's exactly the same as um, how my people, um, they really, enough, they'll decorate the skulls. Um, they'll have um, initiations, and especially when they come back from, from raids, um, they will, um, my, my people were cannibals. Um, they ate part of the, the skull, the, the cheek, they reckon the cheekbone was sweet, so they ate the cheekbone. Um, they, they were very vicious people. Like, um, if Ali was living on Thursday Island and I was on Yam, I, I would, I have to ask permission to go there because I can't just rock up to Ti because they will kill me. Because it, yeah, it was very territorial. Like you can't just rock up to another island. Um, we still have that, but um, not not like that. But we still have that. Oh, uh, they'll come and oh, I know, and so and so will come and sit with them, and because we're still a bit, we're very cautious of people we don't know are on the island. Um, for one example, um, um, yeah, let's go back in ninety, I think ninety five or ninety six, when um, my uncle he he was chucking chucking rubbish, and um, this guy walked out from the mangroves, and he was dressed in like Arab clothes. And he was asking my uncle, oh, what time <laughs> the bus gonna come? And he looked at him and was like, what? He's like, oh, what time the bus gonna come? I said, mate, you're not even in Australia yet. You're on an island. <laughs> yeah, we freaked out and we were like, why? And everybody was panicking because, you know, he wore different clothes and yeah. he had a big beard. And and oh. me, yeah, me and my uncle was the security and we had to wait to the police to fly from Thursday Island to come and pick him up and wow. and everybody was going like not mental but you know they were freaking out because we've never mm. seen a person like that before yeah because mm. yeah. growing up on the islands my one of my grandmothers 
um, every time she see white man, um, she will scream, oh, Marakai, Marakai means ghost. So she used to be scared and run in the house and lock herself in the house. Um, yeah, because um, see, when Europeans first went to the Torres Strait, especially the missionaries, um, when they first seen, it wasn't a racial thing, it was a spiritual thing. When they first seen white people, they thought it was their ancestors to come back and hunt them. So that's why we call them Markai. And when they first seen the, the white man, they, they killed him like, you know, you're supposed to be dead. You're not, you're not supposed to be alive. How come you're still alive? So they killed him. So they, didn't, they thought they were their ancestors come back to haunt them. So it was a, it was a spiritual thing. Yeah. Then it went from there. Now they started to um, try to figure out what white man was, you know. They didn't understand first. Um, Kebusu, he was one of the chief of uh, Yam Island and Tudu area. He was he's well known up in the Cape and Cooktown area. Um, when they killed the first um, missionaries, the the Bible was like a they didn't understand Bible. They 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 their only understanding was that the paper was good to make fire. Mm. It was easy easy to make fire. So. So they used Bible as um, starting the fire. Yeah. Oh, la la. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. So, Glenn, with your art making. Yeah. Do you, and you, you, you talk about it as storytelling. So what sort of um, visuals and stories do you tell through your art? Does it reflect where you're from? Yes. Um, all the old stories um, I got taught when I was small. Um, I was blessed because I grew up in the 80s. We didn't have TV. So the next best thing was to sit there with, with your grandparents or your, your parents, and they would tell you stories about all the old stories. Um, you know, we had stories. Well, I even tell my daughters today. Um, there's a story similar to the witch in Western culture. We call it Togai. And she, she was... Uh, a lady with big ears. Um, she used one ear for a mat and another ear to cover. And there's two. There's the good good dog eye and the bad one. The bad one would, if you you know, cry at night. The kids would cry at night. We were, uh, my mom used to tell her, "Don't cry. Or, you know, the dog eye will come and eat you." Because the story is where she will go and grab kids and take them back up in the hill and feed them till they come fat and eat them. So we have that's scary. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was scary, but it was it worked. Um, it worked, yeah. Um, and we when we used to make noise at night, my mom would say, you know, dog was gonna come and eat you. We stay quiet. <laughs> we'll go we, like we end up going to sleep. Oh, there's another story that I tell my daughter. Um, um, his name is Dati Dawai. Um, Dati means filthy. If you don't have a shower, you'll. Um, so when I when my Daughters, you know, ladies to go to the shower. I said, well, you better go to have a shower or you'll turn to, um, to Dati Dawai. He was a boy that didn't go to swim and a bird shit on his head and a tree growing his head and huh? turned into a tree. Huh? So when you hit that tree today, it does come out of the tree. So that's, you know, that kind of story to teach. Like it was taught, it, um, you know, my grandmother told me and, and we used to, oh, I, don't, I better go swim. I don't want to turn like Dati Dawai. Yeah. So we had them stories in, you know, 
um, for culture-wise, um, they have stories. Um, I, I talk about the um, old stories, but I talk about, like I tell stories about what I see or experience. Um, but I use the traditional designs. Um, on the island, I didn't, didn't go through um, racial, because um, on the islands, like when the teachers, when they go up there with their kids, um, we used to, you know, when they were like our age and we were going to primary school and we'll take them and in two weeks, after two weeks, they will speak broken and, the and, and their parents wouldn't understand them because they would, 24 hours would, would just live with us, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes the, the white parents will come and, oh, where's so-and-so? Oh, he's in here. Like he, he, he would go to house to house on the island, like just eat from there or stay there and or it was, it was like that on the island with, with, with white kids. So I didn't go till I went to Townsville. And um, I was with my ex and me and my cousin jumped out of a car and there was a car load full of white guys passing us and they were calling us coon. And I was like, what the heck? Why they call me cheese? Yeah, we didn't understand it. We thought they, they, he called me and my cousin cheese. And we looked at one another and like, why? He, he's calling us cheese. And uh, when I asked my ex-father-in-law, he was going off and like, who told you? You know, and he said, oh, this car full, full of fellows just passed and called us coon. Mm -hmm. And we thought it was the cheese. So I done a big piece about cheese. Oh. Yeah. So that's that's my first experience. Yeah. 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 So we didn't get that on the islands until I came to Cairns. Yeah. Or to Townsville, yeah. So that I... And I teach some some of the young the kids don't know much about the island story, so I teach them to um, talk about what they ex experience in life or how they go, you know, see things through their eyes. You know, um, I teach them the designs because when I got taught, uh, my grandfather said it's not mine to keep, it's mine to share. So um, I'm happy when young especially young kids ask me about the designs and what it means. I'm, I always, I never hide them things because it's not mine to keep. Yeah. And, and so you do teaching out there? It, uh, yes and no. Because um, when I do my artwork, the, there are always nephews and niece come around and sit with me and ask me questions. Like I got one nephew, he's always asking me questions. Because I was like that with my grandparents. I always asked them questions, always, always. And one funny story when my grand, my grandmother, and she she got tired and was like, oh, son, I'm going to go have a day rest now. Uh, you can come back tomorrow. Because my dad was the manager of the local Yamaila store. I went down there, helped a bit and stole a biscuit packet, took it back to my grandmother, made a big cup of tea. <laughs> you know, to sweeten up, to yeah. tell more stories. And she's like, oh, okay. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. Oh, that's so yeah, good. so I was like that. I was, when I was growing up on Thursday Island, I didn't, I knew the culture, but I wasn't, I was more into comics. I was drawing comics a lot. Mm -hmm. When I went to, when we moved to Yam, then I started to really focus on the stories because on Thursday Island, we had TV, but it was black and white. Mm -hmm. Only Thursday Island had, the t had TV at that time, but the Out Islands, we didn't, they didn't have TV. So when I moved out there, um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know, for some reason it just sparked, there's a the spark and I just was more interested in stories and island dancing. And I always the first person then the last person to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Island dancing. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Can you share a story? Oh, yeah. Um, you get taught from small island dancing. Um, there's always stories about old stories about pearling days. Um, there's a story about um, when the Torres Strait, there's a movement straight after pearling, when pearling started to die, they, all the, my grandfathers moved to the west for a railway. And there were stories about railway and it's still today, we still, um, Torres Strait um, railway workers still hold a record for the fast, fasting, fast way of putting railway down. Oh. Yeah, so we still, they still hold a record and island dancing, oh, it's a good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, uh, the, you learn language, you learn stories through island dancing. Um, um, yeah, um, but I can't teach my daughter because I don't know, no, Woman island dancing. So my cousins have to, cousin sisters have to learn, or I would take her when we have, when you have a wedding or, or or tombstone opening, they will practice three or four months before that event. So we'll take our kids there. There's always island dancing practicing. We'll hear oh, they'll, so-and-so is practicing island dancing. So we take our kids there. Um, yeah, we, we always, like, learn, like, like for Aboriginal side, it's only a particular family allowed to dance that certain dance, that certain song. But for Torres Strait, everyone te- learns that particular dance or song, yeah. And musical instruments? Yeah, uh, we, ha- we don't have the didgeridoo. No. We have, a, we call it warup. It's a drum made of, tr- from a... Similar to how Diju is made, but it's bigger. It's like that big, and we have we take um, goanna or snakeskin and we stretch it over, and we take um, the natural bee um, wax. We call it wam. It's like a tune, like it's like a tuning your guitar. So you place it on the the skin, and you warm it up with a light or a fire stick, and you tune it. You, you hit it, and it boom, boom, boom. Then you tune it. It's a, it's a big drum. Um, some drums are not f- for women because it's a death, death ceremony drum. Um, one drum on Yam is called Kago, but it's, a, it's got um, um, goanna skin. But before my ancestor days, um, they had human skin. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now we're going in. So your artwork. I saw some skulls. Yep. Can you tell? Uh, and and they were made. For, I thought it was lino cuts. Or um, can you tell us? We don't, that? especially with the Torres artists up there. We don't use the lino, traditional lino anymore. Um, weather-wise, because it doesn't last long. Uh, the vinyl we use the floor vinyl because uh, you can cut shapes. You can. It's like carving on wood, but you print it. Um, uh, we do painting, but we're mostly printing because it's carving all the intricate designs. And um, right now, Torres Strait Artist is the best in printmaking. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the carving and printing. 
I I enjoy the carving side of it more than printing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the biggest piece I've done is four meters. It took me two months because mm-hmm. I was doing a four meter and a three meter at the same time. Um, it's displaying at the original gallery right now. I think the opening was... Which one? The original gallery in Cairns. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So if you go online, you'll see mm-hmm. uh, my artwork. Yeah, it's during the native, because the Indigenous Art Fair this week. So it started today. I think the opening night is tonight. Yeah. Uh, Human skin on drums and drawing skulls. I need to go to the islands. Uh, it's always, um, before it was shamed upon because um, when my people, um, when they started to know Christianity, it was, it was shamed upon because it was a wrong thing to do. And for, I think, where my father, when he was young, they didn't tell the stories much. And... Um, when, when my generation or my uncle generation, they started to tell stories now. Um, growing up in the island, Christianity was, oh, man, you couldn't, you had to go to church on Sunday. If you don't, they will call you Satan. We, we've got a language name for Satan called Satana. They will call you Satana because you didn't go to church. You're not allowed to do fishing. You're not doing nothing on Sunday. And we used to sit there from, like, we were small. We were right at the front. And um, we had a church made from coconut leaf, mm-hmm. and the and the floor was uh, white sand. Yeah, it was like shell and everything. And we were, we used to sit there right at the front with mats, and we used to play with the shells. And one of my grandfather used to sit there with a long bamboo, and if we make noise, he will hit us. Oh. Yeah, he'll smack us on our leg, and, oh. and we used to sit there and just oh. listen to the um, priest. So it was like that growing up on the island that you had to go to church. But now there's so many churches on the island, it's not funny. Like Yam Island, there's like three, four churches on a little island. Mm-hmm. Like Thursday Island, they've got so, they got so many different religion, even um, Buddhism, Baha'i. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. Because Torres Strait people were, were um, spiritual people. Yeah. So, um, oh. And we're the only one, I don't know if, we're the only one in the world, but we, we still celebrate coming of the light when missionaries first went to the Torah Strait. So we still celebrate July 1. We have a big, um, everywhere around Torah Strait will celebrate that and, you know, replay how missionaries came and showed us the Bible. And because um, I wanted to do a, a piece, but I know that I will get a lot of. Um, you know, backfire from my 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 parent, like my my mom, my family, because they're Christians, and mm-hmm. um, like I want to do a, a like a priest carrying the Bible, but also carry a bottle. Mm-hmm. So and sure. yeah, and mm-hmm. it was like when missionaries first went there, they gave my people sugar and flour every like every so second week or a week and make them hooked on sugar and flour. Mm-hmm. And that's why Torres Strait is one of the biggest diabetic wow. in, you know. And um, when they got hooked on it, it they told them, oh, okay, work for it now. 
work for your sugar and flour. So we, and then when, when the pearling days, when the pearling came in with Japanese, the rice was introduced. Mm -hmm. So we adopted rice now. So a lot of island family eat rice. But it used to be damper. Damper was the rice. We used to get damper from the trees where the woman was, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, scrape the, um, the tree and, and break it up and make it into flour. And wow. The damper was from, yeah. But now rice is everything. Yeah. yeah. The influence of Asian, because like, my mom, she's half Asian. Her father's from Indonesia, Malay. Um, Muslim families. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother, she was Christian, half Scottish, um, American, Jewish. So when you see my grandmother, she's fair skin with green eyes. Mm, yeah, so it's putting putting that fair skin is from my yeah, she's got green eyes. She's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Her eyes are just my that's from my grandmother's. Um when you see my grandmother's you, my my grandmother and her sisters, they look like they don't look like Torres Strait Islanders, they look like Middle Eastern women. Wow. Yeah, from the Jewish background. Yeah. I don't know, for some reason, all the ladies in my family are fair-skinned and are, all the boys wear dark brown or darker. Yeah. I don't know, for some reason. <laughs> but then the Scottish, um, he was, my great-great-grandfather was of Scottish um, West Indies. Okay. And he came over here and his, his brother went to New Zealand and he went up to the Torres Strait. Yeah. Um, Yankee Ned, he was, he was from the southern area he's from Virginia but I don't know he I don't know the story goes he didn't like the civil war so he jumped on a whaling boat and came over yeah. to Sydney and he met um, Jardine in Brisbane where they moved cattle up to the Cape they had a little fight there and he didn't like the way he was treating the Aboriginal there so he um, traveled to Torres Strait and met my grand great 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 grandmother Kudin oh, yeah. that's the name yeah. Yeah, she's the only one that uh, her name's Kudin in the family. It's an old, very old name because Gemma's family was scared about that name. They didn't, they freaked out. They're like, they never heard that name before. But I said, oh, it's an old, old name, very old name where my grandmother was still, at that time, they were still headhunters. And Yankee Ned went up, went to York Island and, um, because he had pearling boats and yeah, but he died from cor coral poisoning. Because uh -huh. he was on his way back to um, um, to America, but he died on Thursday Island because he was uh, he ran away from the war um, deserters. Mm -hmm. So they wanted he was only communicating with his sister, and um, one of the letters said, "Oh, how can you live middle of the uh, of all the savages?" You know. Because he was, he was telling her how the, the island people lived up in the islands and cutting ears. And mm. <laughs> yeah, it was because I, I, we thought he was Irish till one of, um, one of uh, this gallery, this guy named Kane Brown. He's, he's from Melbourne, he's, he's Jewish. And when he seen the picture of uh, Yankee Ned, he was like, hey, that's a Jewish guy. I was like, what? And he said, yeah, there's two kinds of Jewish people. There's the hook nose and the big nose. And my great-great-grandfather has that big nose. Oh, 
interesting. Yeah, and you 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 can see some in my mom's family, like you can see that Jewish. Yeah. yeah. And um, they, we freaked out. Like, oh, then my auntie found out that Mosby is not actually Mosby; it's Moshebi. I think they changed it because it was easy to spell and pronounce when they moved. I don't know when they moved to America. Yeah. So we, my family is trying to find out and go back to America and try to find out, like all the Mosby family, because they thought he was dead. Yeah. And Glenn, what else would people see if they looked at your artwork? Oh, they'll see skulls. Skulls. <laughs> um, old stories. Um, what I see and what I experience in life. Um, it's not just about traditional stories. Um, that's why I try to teach younger artists to express themselves. Because sometimes it's just. People only, only wanted to, not people, but the galleries always always wanted to focus on just traditional stories. So I was trying to, um, you know, indigenous artists to express themselves. There's a lot of young artists are asking me, like they say, oh, uncle, I don't know the stories. I think, you know, like I can teach you, but now express yourself, what you feel, what you see, you know, how are you feeling now? Like you're going through this or that. Uh, like if, if you went hunting and you caught so many fish, you know, you talk about how you went hunting and caught all like 10 or 20 fish. Um, like, them, like their stories, like, you know, expresses of what you see, you know, what you experience. Don't be afraid to, you know, but like me, I, I told them like, I, I take the traditional designs and I make, make it, into like, for instance, that the um, the cheese cheese one. Mm. It was my first time ever expressing myself. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the cheese coon, and um, and it was the first time that I ever talked about my great great grandfather Yankee Ned. I done a two meter, a three meter piece about him. Mm -hmm. um, I never talked about him before, and. Um, um, Theo, he's a printmaker. He does do all the printing. He, he's from America, and he's, ah, uh, man, he's like a. You don't have. I don't have to go to uni because he's there. He's always talking, telling me, you know, to express myself. You know, there's no limit. And I, that's why I, um, when I do my work, I I cut shapes. I, I don't see, the square. The, for me, the square is a, is you know that's all you can do. I rather you know make a. That's why I was trying to teach young artists to, you can draw that particular shark or, or that person upside down or, or inside out, or as long as you know the shape, you know, that's how you express yourself. You don't have to, you know, stick to the, the Western art, Western um, art, you know, because our, our culture is flowing. We're always moving around, you know, there's always like, like that crocodile marks I've done. Like there's a crocodile head, but a shark, a shark's tail, because the the people the the way they seen that croc swim, it moves the tails move like a shark tail. So it's like that, you know. I'm trying to teach young kids to think out of the box. Yeah. 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 There was a um a young Torres Strait Islander man in who was explaining one of your works 
to me this last week in the studio. It was sitting on the drying rack, this new print, and he was so, he told, was that the story he was telling me? Yeah, the about crocodile. The sh- yeah, the crocodile and the Yeah, shark. he's my nephew, mm-hmm. Trigger. Yeah, because yeah. I, I he's only. got so many beans. I, to- I only told him once. Yeah, and they he's it got up. it. That's so yeah. beautiful. And he was fully invested when he was telling me. Yeah. It was fantastic. That's, that's, I like that because. You know, they want to learn, they want to, um, oh man, it's amazing that I, um, that, you know, you were telling me about him because, um, yeah, his father is my cousin brother. Uh, we're same age. Um, Your cousin brother? Yeah. So I've got so many cousins, but we don't, we don't say cousins. We always say brother or sister. Right. Um, we don't have a first or second cousin. Everybody's. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why when uh, when Gemma, when I take up to the islands, I was like, "Oh, this is my brother. This is my brother." And she was like, "How many brothers do you have?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they're cousins." <laughs> and she freaked out. Yeah. She couldn't understand how many brothers I had and sisters. And um, she freaked out that I don't like we call our auntie's mother, mm-hmm. uh, bigama or mother. Um, and I explained to her that auntie and uncles, we don't have that. Like we have awa, awa means uncle, but there's not, that's only for your mother's side. Okay. Um, for your father's side, they're your father. All the uncles are your father. Right. And they're the one that teach you to hunt. They discipline you. Mm-hmm. Like if you get out of place and your father's like, I'm gonna ring up uncle so-and-so. <gasps> Like, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> like, boom, out of the door, you know? Because, yeah. you know, we're going to flog him. Like, they'll come in the house and flog you, like, in, pr- in front of your parents. Wow. Yeah, so we always have that fear of that particular uncles. Mm-hmm. Like, my mother's uncle, like, we're, like, we were, you know, like, he passed away now. But we've got kids, we're, like, you know, 30s and 40s. Once, like... We were, because I used to smoke, and me and my brother would sit, we'll stand there and smoke. And when he jumps out of the car and you see him, we'll flick our cigarettes and stand there. <laughs> That's that fear we had. And one of my uncle, um, one of my cousin brothers was drinking. He just threw the bottle away to stand there, and he was drunk, but he just went sober straight away. Oh, That's how wow. respect we have for our uncles. And for the old people, um, if they sit, and, like if we're passing, where old people sit, we have to bow because um, it's um, disrespect to stand because old people come first in our community, in our culture, respect-wise. Um, when we approach them, if they're sitting and we approach them, we always bow and say, oh, you know, grandfather, do you want a cup of tea or you're hungry? And say, oh, yeah. And then we, we walk backwards. We never, um, for, we never walk in front of them. We always walk behind them. Um, for respect wise for the old people here yeah. because knowledge they have they know more than us yeah yeah mm-hmm. um for married couples we sit um uh we sit separate because it's it's the in-law thing um for instance, if Gemma she can't sit with me with me with all my brothers if they'll feel uncomfortable and if if she'll sit with my co- uh, cousin sisters or my sisters, they can relax and we can talk and you know you can yarn properly. 
But if you're sister-in-law there, you can't. Like, if we sit, we can't even sit in the same table. You can't tell her to, oh, can you pass me the barbecue sauce? You have to tell someone else. You can't see them in the eye. You can't call their name. If you say their name, you got to go and look, you go hunt a turtle or a jewel or buy something for her because you disrespect her by calling her name. Wow. So, you, and they'll, because everyone has their secret code name for them, for your in laws. So, mm -hmm. when, when me and Gemma get married, I can't call her sisters by their name or their her cousin brothers. Um, it's always been like that. We can't even sit in the same room. Wow. Yeah, you have to sit outside. Yeah, and that's what Gemma was going through. She was teaching the white teachers in Bunbalanya that it's the same thing, like poison cousin. You can't talk to your poison cousin. They call it poison cousin. Um, her her culture is a bit more complicated than Torres Strait. Way more, bit more, yeah, more complicated, but similar. Um, so she's Aboriginal. Yeah, she's Aboriginal and Torres Strait too. She oh, found God. out, yeah, and we're like fourth <laughs> generation cousin. When <laughs> uh, oh. I found that out, I was like, oh, because my mom always tell me growing up, you have to find a woman outside from Torres Strait mm. because everyone's family, mm. and it's it's true, mm. everyone's family when you see it because in them days. Um, similar to Egyptians where you had to marry your second or third cousin to keep the the blood pure. Right. And plus, you, you were on an island. You can't just go and look for another woman on another island. That will cause war. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I don't know why I just thought that, but yeah. Yeah. This, like one particular story in um, Cairns um, with Babinda where that one Aboriginal girl, she couldn't marry that boy because the skins wasn't, it was wrong. So she killed herself. She jumped off, oh. jumped in the, yeah, but in the bowlers. And, and, there, and there's only death of young men. I think there's like four deaths. Mysteriously, the men would drown and die because she would take them. Oh. It, it, was, it, it was good for women to swim there, like further down, mm -hmm. but the men will swim up, upstream because that place is sacred for a woman. Yeah, so it's like that on the island. Um, even in the NT, they always have promise. They call it promise one, where she's a promise to that fella. And when when they get certain age, they get married because they're the right skin. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, not, not on the islands. We don't like that, but we we don't marry our cousins. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was. I got some families that, you know, you had. You know, you, you hear stories about it, but we don't do that. Some do. <laughs> um, yeah, me and her, when, when, when we get married, um, we have to go through that process of you get engaged in the morning and get married in the afternoon where she will wait at a particular house with her family. Um, me and my family will come and sing, we'll approach the the yard and open the gate, knock at the door. Her, her uncle, Gemma's big uncle, will answer the door and say, oh, what are you here for? And, said, uh, and my uncle will say, oh, we, we're here for your daughter. If, she's, if he said yes, it, it, it's a go. If he said no, he'll, he'll close the door. Oh. And we, we, we'll have to stand there for like two hours or so-and-so till he opened the door again and, and, and said yes. 
<laughs> we'll sit there, we'll face one another, and my family and her family will go through and stand and ask me and her, do you love her? Oh, and then she, then he turn around and tell Gemma, do you love him? So the whole family oh, will go through that. Tingles. Yeah. Oh. And um, when you finish, your your sister or and your cousin's sisters will grab, take her and jump in the car and take her to my family. Then we get married in the afternoon. Um, but before that, if you want to ask her for um, marriage, you have to take your uncle, your uncle can be after your dad or older than your dad, but your big uncle. You've got to go to the, like, Gemma's parents' house and we'll sit there and my uncle will, like, you know, sweeten the deal, like, oh, my boy, come to ask you. And you'll sit there and sweat and laugh. Because <laughs> I, I learned, uh, like, hear a lot of stories where the parents would, like, throw water on their face. That's oh. testing you. So if you react and say, "Oh, you're you're not you're not you're not you know worthy," I test yeah. you. So if you sit there and you take it, you, you'll take that abuse. Are you nervous? I already asked. Oh. <laughs> so when I asked, because I was over there, so I couldn't ask my uncle to do it. So I just asked, and yeah. the parents said yes. Like oh, I was like, oh. It's more easy than if it was yeah. in Torres Strait. I had to. Yeah. Uh, if it was if it was in Cairns, I had to because um, Gemma's parents was there for Christmas. This Christmas party. Oh nice. Yeah, but I I I talked to my uncle to go and do it. But yes, some stories that you know the water thrown on their face, even spit in their face, <laughs> abuse yeah. and oh everything, and you have to sit there and take it like a man, like you know, and when. The when she turned around, the mother or the father will turn around and say, Oh, tell the daughter, I'll go make tea. That's yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you go through that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and you have to show the family that you're you're a man. You like every time, every time I go to um, Gemma's <laughs> parents' house, I would go and clean the yard, cut the grass as part of my duty. Because I'm marrying their daughter, their eldest daughter. So I have to go and clean the yard. When I first done that, uh, her parents like, because their way is that the, when the in-laws clean the yard, they'll pay them. And that's their way over there. And I'm like, no. Like, I, I was like, oh, no, I can't accept your money. Um, um, Gemma had to explain it to her mother. It was, it was um, part of my duty. I have to clean the yard or, you know, anything around the house I do. And Gemma told me that um, that's their culture too, to pay um, the person that cleaned the yard and everything. But I said, no, I'll give it to Kudin because she wanted to pay me $300. I was like, oh, my God, no, no. <laughs> I freaked out. I didn't know what to do with the money. And I gave Gemma. I was like, no, I don't want this. Like, I can't accept it, yeah. you know, like. Against your culture. Yeah. Um, so it's always like that. That, and when Gemma get married, uh, she has to cook the next day for my, all my family. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, to show them Big that. Family yeah, that she can look after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she proved that all the time. Yeah, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. We love Gemma. Yeah, and um, slowly, slowly, I'm teaching her um, 
the culture and she's teaching me because um, she speaks about, I think, four languages. Wow. She speaks Tiwi Island, um, Gunbalanya, um, I think Western Australia, where her mother's from. I think three, three, three or four, I'm not too sure. And we're teaching Kurin. Um, Kurin understand the language from Gunbalanya because they speak language to her. Mm. She, she only answers it. She, she doesn't speak. Yeah, she doesn't speak it, but she understands it. Because she was, she went, we, when we went over there, she was only, she's not even one yet. She was still a baby. Because they got a, they got, they got a language name for Kurin, her own language name. Oh, yeah, wow. They don't call him Kurin, they call him another language name. So you do get language name, yeah. But they were afraid of me because they'd never seen a big guy like me before because they were like, hey. And I was scared of them because they were staring at me. <laughs> I was like, asking Jeremy, why are they staring at me so hard? So they never seen a big guy like me yeah. before. Because they thought I was from New Zealand. But it's my um, my father's bloodline. He's half, he's half Aboriginal Samoan. Yeah. Yeah, so... And when I first, because when we went to, when I first went to TV Island, um, Gemma's auntie, she was the principal there. And when she found out that I was an artist, she said, oh, do you want to do a mural in the, in, on the wall in the school? I was like, oh, I'm not from here. I'm, I'm from another side of Australia. It's like, no, it's okay. Because um, I was seeing all the unpainted mural not finished everywhere on the building. And when I started to paint it, all the artists came back and finished their work. Oh. Yeah, because I was there, I was I had my headphones on and I was painting and my paintbrush fall and I picked it up and I looked behind there was like all of them just sitting oh, there watching me. Wonderful. And I was jumped to I was like, hey, oh hello. And one of the um, traditional owners came up and said, Oh, son, where are you from? I said, Oh, I'm from Torres Strait. Oh, oh we thought you were from New Zealand. Because they never seen that um, artwork before. Yeah. And one of the the yardsmen freaked out. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He went back home and gave me a sperm whale tooth. Oh, wow. Because he, he thought he disrespected me. I was like, no, you didn't. You didn't. I was like, no, oh, here, man. He's like, Ugh. Would you be able to just explain what that mural looks like? Um, because that area there is all, cro the um, TV island is more crocodile country. And plus, that's my totem. Uh, that's my mother's tribe, crocodile tribe. So I done uh, two crocodile with all the intricate um, carving designs on. And the kids were like, oh, my uncle, where are you from? Like, they, they freaked out. They never seen tortured artwork before, yeah. especially the intricate designs. And all the artists that seen me was painting, painting the mural. They came back and finished their, their mural at, yeah, yeah. So and and the teach um uh, uh, Gemma's auntie's like, see, I told you that they were gonna they're gonna come back and finish it, because oh. she was telling me before. That's why she wanted me to paint mm -hmm. for them to come back and finish it, mm -hmm. because TV Island is, is a well known um, printmaking. They do big screen printing mm -hmm. on on material. Yeah. Um, Gemma, she's an artist too, but she only do it for fun. Yeah. 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 So I'd love to know. What you're working on at the moment? Are you? Do you have a? Are you represented? Are you? Where, where is that? Or what are you working on? Or? Um, I'm working on a. Oh, I I I done work for Kayaf. Um, 
before I came down, I was just working, building up, you know, doing paintings, um, but I didn't have a press. So I was more doing paintings for Kayaf. Um, so the cans. And the Cairns Regional Gallery. Regional. Okay. Yeah. Um, Theo Tremblay, he printed that because um, they wanted um, the theme is about masks from different culture. So it's, it's not just about Torres Strait, it was, it's from Africa, Japan. So we have mixed culture. Yeah. I think it's the first time I ever involved with other countries. Yeah, it was always about... Is that good? Oh, I, that's why I can't wait to go back to yeah. to have a look at the show because it's go right through to like in September. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, the original gallery is a big gallery, very big, mm. very big gallery. Um, um, my my cousin brother he made mask. Um, I think three of us, three torch artists, got picked. Um, when I go back, I'm starting. I'm doing a project for um, the Torch Award next year. Um, I don't want to say anything because it's secret. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's but right. Um, this guy that I'm doing about, he's he was a very big influence on me growing up. Um, 92 oh, the, um, he changed everything uh, yeah, great. in 92 oh, I don't know so if you cool. know who I'm talking about oh yes yeah I think so anyway so it's my it's my first actual portrait yeah oh, great. Wow. that's yeah. exciting okay um yeah do you guys want to have a yeah totally <laughs> But we, we can't say anything. No, yeah. we can't say anything. I'll show you. Um, Did you say your first portrait? Yes, my actual portrait. Oh, not my first, my second. Uh, my first painting. Yeah, wow. Um, I usually um, do... Um, oh, where is it? I've got so many. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, how exciting. So that's my... So um, just so the, so the listeners can hear it's geometry and... Yeah, so there's like lots within... Of it, it almost feels like a lino or, or like a, a, a print. I don't like know. It, it's, well, it's seriously it's, geometric, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it's my... I, I don't know. It feels like it, it's really obvious, like all of your... All of the designs and... The feel that's in your yeah. etchings and in your prints also appear in your paintings. I think. Yeah. You don't think? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't see well, it. Well, that's I, how we see. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it looks like like all of the beautiful cuts. All I, the beautiful I'm trying to change, marks. like. But it's a beautiful thing, Cliff. Yeah, because you know, on the islands and in NT, I didn't have press, so mm. I change and painted the design instead yeah. of carving it. Yeah. So I'm trying to teach other young artists that don't have presses. Mm. They can improvise like Yeah. Yeah. Actually painted. Paint the designs, yeah. Yeah, yeah great. Because I wanna, you know, for him the way I've done that to signify Torres Strait culture. Mm. Like he's he's the culture that changed everything. Yeah, like that's he's right. like yeah. So that's why I done it, and I don't know for some reason I keep on seeing that. I don't yeah, know why. I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's um, a geometry. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's my first painting portrait I ever. This is very exciting. Uh, it is very exciting. Looking forward to seeing what's happening. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah I'm. So good. And I'm showing my, my nephews, you know, you can always do something different. Mm. Not, not only lino, you know, painting. But it's, it's it's so important, you know. You must be inspiring so many. You know, you've got to be inspired to be able to allow yourself to express yourself creatively. Yeah, you're obviously doing that and tell stories. Tell stories. Yeah, in lots of different ways. Because I don't. For me, um, like when Theo, when he when he was telling me, and you know, to he always say that the money will come. Don't worry about the money. You get better as an artist. You know, the money is just a bonus. Mm -hmm. uh, and I see it as, as that. Like, I don't know, most of the time I, I give my, my work away. Like, I feel more better. Mm -hmm. Like, giving my work for my, my cousins when they get married and they got a new house. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, it's a gift. I always give. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel more better doing that because it's from my heart. Yeah. 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 It's special. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's been beautiful talking to you. I was, oh, it's, I like it down here. I told Gemma that I, this is, and she was like, oh, this is a nice place. The only thing she doesn't like the cold. It's freezing. Oh, it's freezing. freezing. Oh, I, mean, I love the cold, man. <laughs> Coming from up there, how could you? Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd rather, mean, I'd rather be cold. Here. I'd rather be cold and hot because you can get warm. Yeah, and the fog I'm, hasn't lifted all day. Yeah, I love You're it. Probably eh? missing that. Gemma's probably missing the sun. Oh, I I, I don't because when you go there, you just sweat twenty four hour, and yeah. it's really hot. Like when you go to the big shopping center, everybody's there, so you can't feel <laughs> no aircon. Yeah. you know, because everybody's there, and you go to. You there's a lot. One thing good about Cairns, there's a lot of swimming holes. Yeah. Like water from mountains. Yeah. Beautiful. But you got to get there first. Yeah. Because there's not always no space. Yeah. You can't go to swim on the beach because there's crocs. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, so. But the islands, you can swim anywhere, really. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, because when, when I took Gemma up there, she freaked out. We went walked out, um, out to the wharf, and she was looking down, and she was looking up. I was like, hey, what's wrong? She was like, oh, why is there a shadow around the wharf, but there's no cloud? I was like, oh, that's not shadow, that's fish. Oh, that's so amazing. I grew, uh, pick up a rock and throw it, and she freaked out. When the fish moved, you can see the bottom. Wow. Beautiful. So, like, me and my cousins, we used to go down every, like, six or five in the morning to who can beat one another to get the first mackerel because the mackerel missed the sardines, and they end up in the dinghy and trapped on, in the dinghy. So we go down and grab a big mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it back home. I'll fill it up, cut wow. it up. Yeah, so breakfast. yeah, that was That's breakfast amazing. or lunch or yeah. And um, you can just um, chuck your hook in the in the sardine um, hook one of the sardine, throw it front like a bit deeper, and you get get a big trevally. Wow! So fishing up there is ready to go. Yeah, book out ticket. Yeah, uh, it's, it's lovely up there. Um, because Coconut Island they got a resort where um. Russell Crowe went. Oh. Yeah, he had his honeymoon there. And he just wanted to go and relax. Uh, my cousin was taking him out to fishing. That's all he wanted to do, mm -hmm. just relax. Because he was paying my cousin 1000 a day. 
just to go and have just to go fishing yeah. yeah and he was freaking out he was like oh man i don't know why you guys want to go down south and this is paradise yeah, like, it oh, it's paradise but mm. you know you have to pay like for a 20 liter fuel that's nearly 60 something dollars and you got to travel from thursday island to yam on a plane it's like 10 minutes but if you go on a dinghy, that's two hours mm -hmm. because of the sea. The sea is like two story high. Wow. Like Whoa. Gemma was freaking out. She really? was like, yeah, she was freaking out. Oh, that way's too big. Oh, that's nothing. That's only, that's only choppy. Gee. I grew up, you know, we learned from small how to surf with big waves in a tinny, mm -hmm. you know, 15, 14 foot tinny. Wow. You know, growing up, it was, it was, it was, excited but dangerous yeah. when you see it now <laughs> but it was fun for us you know yeah. you know we grew up all the time going out reef um fishing every every weekend yeah, yeah amazing. now today you don't see that much um kids are always on their phone it's sad because i went out there about three years ago i freaked out on my my nephew's kids like they were just sitting there with their phone yeah, sad and my cousin went there and, you know, gave them a fright and they freaked out. And we were sitting there, to, we were telling them that how we grew up. Mm -hmm. And you can see slowly that they put their phone down and they start yeah. to sit there. And, to the yeah, it's like that when, when me and Theo Tremblay went to Sydney for an art exhibition. Mm -hmm. And we were catching a train from, I don't know, somewhere outside from Sydney to Sydney. And me and him was the only one talking in the train. Everybody was on their phone. Yeah. And um, Castillo was asking me about, you know, Torres Strait. And slowly, slowly, you will see the people will put their phone down and watch yeah, and listen to me. Yeah. yeah. And they started, and all of a sudden, they were, they were asking questions. Yeah. And so yeah. like, hey, That's what? a beautiful thing. Yeah, we freaked out later yeah. on. Yeah, we didn't realize that we were That's doing really that, you know. Nice. Well, I think you've done that on this yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story right. with these people. And mm. I'm just so interesting. We could just keep talking and talking. Oh, there's one thing about me when I start talking. <laughs> I, know, I get it from my mom. Some, my mom, she talks a lot. Right. But I get it from my grandmother. 